Welcome to Coffee with Christ. I'm your host, Nicole Jones, and you are listening to episode 36. My favorite time of the day is early in the morning when I sit down and have coffee with Christ. I covered my experience with it in the intro if you want to go back and listen, but basically I started to apply everyday ordinary relationship tools in my relationship with God, and that meant sitting down, having a cup of coffee, and listening. I don't do it every day, but on the best days I do, so I thought it would be interesting to help you do the same, and so this podcast was born. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope this becomes part of your routine and part of how you come to know God just a little bit better than you did the day before. First, we'll start with a few minutes to clear our minds and center our hearts. Then I'll read a passage of Scripture. As a reminder, I read from the New Living Translation to help us hear Scripture in a new way. You can follow along in your Bible, but my hope is that you'll just listen. That's actually how God's people heard it when it was brand new. At the end, I'll guide you through some questions to help you ponder the passage more. I truly believe God's Word changes people. It changes them verse by verse and chapter by chapter. It's a magnificent and marvelous thing, these ancient words that are written for us and have stood the test of time. So let's get started by being still. Use the next few minutes to thank God for who He is and what He's done.
Since we began our study in Genesis, we've heard about the creation story, the fall of mankind, and its continual bend towards corruption. Despite mankind's bend towards destruction, we saw God promise a seed, a man, that would one day crush evil's head. The thread of promise continues throughout the book of Genesis, and God makes a covenant, a contract, with Abraham to give him land and countless descendants that would bless all the inhabitants of the earth. God's covenant with Abraham continued through to his son Isaac and his wife Rebekah, and we saw that covenant extend to Isaac's son, Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons from Leah, Rachel, Bilhah, and Zilpah. Last week, we saw Jacob break away from his father-in-law Laban, wrestle with God for his blessing, and make amends with his brother Esau. Last time we checked on him, he was living in Shechem. Let's continue with Genesis chapter 36. This is the account of the descendants of Esau, also known as Edom. Esau married two young women from Canaan, Adah, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, and Olibaba, the daughter of Anah, and granddaughter of Zibion the Hivite. He also married his cousin, Basemeth, who was the daughter of Ishmael and the sister of Nebaioth. Adah gave birth to a son named Aliphaz for Esau. Basemeth gave birth to a son, Ruel. Ohalabama gave birth to sons named Yaush, Jalam, and Korah. All these sons were born to Esau in the land of Canaan. Esau took his wives, his children, and his entire household, along with his livestock and cattle, all the wealth he had acquired in the land of Canaan, and moved away from his brother, Jacob. There was not enough land to support them both because of all the livestock and possessions they had acquired. So Esau, also known as Edom, settled in the hill country of Zaire. This is the account of Esau's descendants, the Edomites, who lived in the hill country of Zaire. These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the son of Esau's wife, Adah, and Ruel, the son of Esau's wife, Basemeth. The descendants of Eliphaz were Teman, Omar, Zepho, Gadam, and Kenaz. Timnah, the concubine of Esau's son Eliphaz, gave birth to a son named Amalek. These are the descendants of Esau's wife, Adah. The descendants of Ruel were Namath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These are the descendants of Esau's wife, Basemath. Esau also had sons through Aholabama, the daughter of Anah and granddaughter of Zibion. Their names were Yawish, Jalem, and Korah. These are the descendants of Esau who became the leaders of various clans. The descendants of Esau's oldest son, Eliphaz, became the leaders of the clans of Teman, Omar, Zepho, Kenaz, Korah, Gadim, and Amalek. These are the clan leaders in the land of Edom who descended from Eliphaz. All these were descendants of Esau's wife, Adah. The descendants of Esau's son, Ruel, became the leaders of the clan of Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These are the clan leaders in the land of Edom who descended from Ruel. All these were descendants of Esau's wife, Basemeth. The descendants of Esau and his wife, Ohalabamah, became the leaders of the clans of 
Jawush, Jamal, and Korah. These are the clan leaders who descended from Esau's wife, Ohalabama, the daughter of Anah. These are the clans descended from Esau, also known as Edom, identified by their clan leaders. These are the names of the tribes that descended from Zaire, the Horite. They lived in the land of Eden, Lotan, Shabal, Zebion, Anah, Deshan, Ezer, and Deshan. These were the Horite clan leaders, the descendants of Zaire, who lived in the land of Eden. The descendants of Lotan were Hori and Himam. Lotan's sister was named Timnah. The descendants of Shobal were Alvan, Menahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onim. The descendants of Zibion were Ai and Anah. This is the Anah who discovered the hot springs in the wilderness while he was grazing his father's donkeys. The descendants of Anah were his son Deshan and his daughter Ohalibama. The descendant of Deshan were Hemdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Karan. The descendants of Azer were Bilhan, Zavan, and Achan. The descendants of Deshan were Uz and Aran. So these were the leaders of the Horite clans, Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Anah, Deshan, Azer, and Deshan. The Horite clans are named after their clan leaders who lived in the land of Zaire. These are the kings who ruled in the land of Edom before any king ruled over the Israelites. Bela, son of Beor, who ruled in Edom from his city in Dinhaba. When Bela died, Yobab, son of Zerah from Basra, became king in his place. When Jabab died, Husham from the land of the Temanites became king in his place. When Husham died, Hadad, son of Bedad, became king in his place and ruled from the city of Avith. He was the one who defeated the Midianites in the land of Moab. When Hadad died, Samla, city of Masrika, became king in his place. When Samla died, Sheol, from the city of Rehoboth on the river, became the king in his place. When Sheol died, Baal Hana, son of Akbor, became king in his place. When Baal Hana, son of Akbor, died, Hadad became king in his place and ruled from the city of Pa. His wife was Mehedabel, the daughter of Matred and granddaughter of Mazaba. These are the names of the leaders of the clans descended from Esau who lived in the places named for them. Timna, Alva, Japheth, Ohalabama, Elah, Pinon, Kenaz, Taman, Mibzar, Magdiel, and Iram. These are the leaders of the clans of Edom, listed according to their settlements in the land they occupied. They all descended from Esau, the ancestor of the Edomites. Well, I don't know about you, but that was hard to get through. Thanks for hanging in if you're still listening. Where do you see God's faithfulness in this chapter?
Why do you think it's important to list the Edomites? Say a prayer asking God to show Himself to you in a new way this week. Thanks for listening to this 36th episode of Coffee with Christ. Don't forget to leave a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Let's invite someone to be changed by God's word because it changes us verse by verse and chapter by chapter. Have a wonderful day and join me tomorrow for our next episode.